Welcome to a serious series of utmost importance, the series. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Neil, another host. <laughs> what are we talking so, about today, Tom? So today we're talking about one of the most iconic series in uh, film history, James Bond series, also known as the Blue 7 series to some people who prefer to call it that way. Yeah, but those people are assholes. <laughs> I kind of agree. Um, who is, let's just get it out of the way immediately. Who's the best James Bond? Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with uh, George Lazenby on this. <laughs> Which ones were he, was he in? He was only in one. I'm also kidding. Was that on your Majesty's Secret Service? Yes. He, I, I don't know if I ever watched that one. I think I've seen part of it. That's the one where James Bond gets married at the end, and then his wife gets murdered like immediately after. Oh, they fridged her already. Yeah, Classic. it was pretty rough. Um, also, he's an Australian actor, which is, I think, the only time it's not been someone from the British Isles playing uh, Bond. Where is um? Let's list them in order. Who are all the Bonds? Okay, so Sean Connery, mm-hmm. Scottish, right? Mm-hmm. Then George Lazenby for like one movie. And then Roger Moore, um, who's English. Then Timothy Dalton, who's also English. <clears throat> and then um, Pierce Brosnan, who's Irish. And finally, Daniel Craig, who's also English. And then, of course, Idris Elba. Ooh, that would be good. Who do you think it'll be? I think I think that's a pretty good guess. I mean, like... I think he said he does not want to do it, though. And he might be getting too old. Actors always say that. That That is actually a legitimate worry. That he would be too old. He's probably, like, at least as old as Daniel Craig, right? Yeah, probably. And Daniel Craig has been doing this since 2006. Yeah. Can you believe that? I, ca- I can't. Um, but there's only been like four movies with him. Yeah. Well, let's start, let's do it in reverse chronological order then. Let's okay. talk about Daniel Craig first, then Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton, Roger Moore. Sure. George Lazenby. Yeah. Who had a, Sean Connery had a movie right after George Lazenby. Yeah. And he Sean also, Connery didn't want to give it up. He, yeah, he had that fake one, too. Yeah. Which was not very good. Anyway. All right. So let's start with Daniel Craig. And by the end of this episode, we're going to figure out if two Bond actors reproduced and had a child <laughs> to portray James Bond, which two actors would be the best? I think we are all already know the answer to that. But, you know, we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Right? I just made that up. Um, all right, Daniel Craig, starting with Casino Royale. Yeah, that was an amazing movie. I, th- I think, like, after a bunch of really crappy Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan movies, movies, movies yeah. like, everyone had really low expectations, and the series kind of had, I feel like, hit a new low where no one was really excited. Yeah. And I remember that movie came out, and, like, everyone wanted to go see it, and it was... And it was different, right? Because it was like grittier and more realistic. There weren't like just ridiculous gadgets and dumb 
They didn't even introduce Q until the next movie, I think. <clears throat> That's right. And or maybe the one after that. And he's not big. Like yeah, he, he, he has a very minor there actually one I think he had a fairly big role in like Skyfall, right? Yeah. Or like the... that was the biggest of the Craig movies. Skyfall and Spectre are sort of grouped together in my mind because they were basically the same movie. Well, and the other two are grouped together too, right? Because oh, yeah, Quantum of Solace is kind they're of... They're essentially sequels. Yeah. Do you remember and... the controversy with Daniel Craig at the beginning when he was cast? No. Oh, because he was blonde? Yeah, people were pissed off that he was blonde. <laughs> he was the first blonde actor to portray people, James Bond. People get... He's not even bad... When I, I had to look at it, I was like, really? He's blonde? I he's mean, like a dirty blonde. Yeah. Which is good, we'll get, because he's a gritty Bond. Yeah. Dirty blonde for a gritty Bond. TM. That's probably all he... When he went into, you know, for the casting, that's probably all he said, and they're like, got it. The, the Craig movies have done that thing that is classic with James Bond movies, where you have a great one, a really bad one, a great one, a really bad that, one. That's exactly, yeah. Casino was Royale was amazing. It was right. like a reboot, a soft reboot of the franchise presenting 007's first mission. Quantum of Solace really was bad. just sort of there. They, yeah. they, they made a new organization, uh, a new bad guy organization called Quantum because they didn't have the rights to Spectre from the original <laughs> movies. And then eventually they got the rights back to Spectre. And they just said, let's yeah. name a movie after that. Yeah, they retconned in all the stuff from the first three Craig movies into being this big plot by uh, Spectre. Mm-hmm. And it was really bad. Skyfall yeah. was, was, I really think, good. better than Casino Royale. Yeah. That was... And uh, so that was the one where there was kind of like an internal um, plot within... MI6, right? Mm-hmm. They had Javier Bardem as uh, as like a rogue agent, I think. Yeah, that was good. So hopefully, I mean, the next one, you know, if it keeps following that trend, it's yeah. got to be it's got to be the best yet. Well, after after Spectre, uh, Daniel Craig said, I think, on a bunch of interviews, that he would rather slit his wrist than ever play James Bond again. Yes. Then they gave him millions of dollars, and he said, and- "Never mind." Well, I was just reading it. He said, as far as I'm concerned, this is the best job ever, and I don't want to give it up. But I had heard that, too. Like, But he had been saying that for a few movies now, probably like since the second one he did. Yeah. And that's probably why there's been, there's been a five-year break between these movies. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But he... I mean, he hasn't been in that many movies. Like, there was a period where he was in a ton, and it was like... Yeah, but it was because of like Casino Royale, right? Yeah, Th- I mean that um, was definitely his biggest role. He's a good actor, though. He's been in a lot of other stuff. Yeah, um, I think he was in The Golden Compass, and that's all that I can think of right that's now. That's right. He was also in that um, World War Two movie, right? Um, Dependence or something. Something like that. Yeah. Started with a D. Yeah. Oh, Defiance. Defiance. That's it. Dependence is similar. <laughs> The movie, upcoming movie about the opioid crisis. Yeah. Um, Bond 25, was, I think it'll definitely be his last movie in the role. I mean, so it's coming out in 2020. That would be 14 years. Yeah. Which is as long as anyone's ever done. Probably. He's, like, he's 50 years old now. 
Wow. That I guess that makes sense, but yeah, that's surprising. So, do you know who's uh, do you, originally? Do you know who was supposed to direct Bond Twenty Five? Yeah, I, I just so Danny Boyle, right? Mm-hmm. And he did another Bond. I thought. Oh, he did. I thought so. Um, I don't think so. Oh, oh, then the so the last great... two were Sam Mendes. Oh, that's who it was. Sam Mendes yeah. is the only director who's done two Bond movies in a row. Right. And that might be why Spectre was so bad. He used up all his good ideas in Skyfall. Yeah. Um, the guy who took over, Kerry Fukunaga, have you seen anything by him? I, well, I've seen True Detective. And that's, yeah, that's that, the one. When I was, saw that, season one. Yeah. That's a very important distinction. I did um, not see season two. I watched parts of it. You know, my roommate was watching it. Peter, he never watched season one and just decided, I know. And he, so I saw bits and pieces and I was like, this does not look interesting. And when it ended. Anything with Vince Vaughn as a serious actor is not going to be good. Yeah, but I think the problem was with the writing, right? That's what everyone complained. It's like, these are good actors, but. The writing was horrible. Season one of True Detective, I thought, was good writing, but the ending wasn't fantastic. It was a lot of good buildup. It was like Lost, you know, a lot of good buildup, and then nothing yeah. happens, and then it's done. I kind of liked the ending. It was, I remember like that going into that creepy, like labyrinth. Oh, was it? Then, uh, and he saw like those birds floating around and stuff. He just McConaughey to himself. Yeah. Uh, season um, three, they're going to make it season three. It's coming out in January. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do they announce the cast? Yeah, list? it's, uh, I think, Mahershala Ali, or how do you say his name? Yeah, Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. Oh. Uh, okay. He's a good actor. He was also the bad guy in the first season of Luke Cage. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, well, half of the first season... And when his, they kill his character off, that's when the first season gets bad because uh, the guy, the new bad, is not as good of an actor as him. Okay. And also, fun fact about Luke Cage, it just got canceled today. Oh, really? I thought mm-hmm. that was like a super popular show. It just got bad. I don't know. I never, I, I, I never watched season two, but they canceled huh. it this morning. Um, and they canceled Iron Fist last week, so both of those only had two seasons. Wow. But Daredevil so season much... three just came out, and uh, Jessica Jones got renewed for a season three. So I don't know. So I guess those, I guess those characters will still maybe have recurring roles in those. Maybe, but a lot of people think it's because of the Disney streaming service that's about to launch. Oh, yeah, interesting. It's it's cable TV all over again. Everyone is in their own separate streaming service, and huh. eventually someone will come along with a bundle package, and it'll cost like a hundred dollars. Wow! And that's cable for the internet. Wow, so much for peak TV. Yeah. Anyways, so, Daniel Craig. True Detective. True Detective. Back to the director. So Kerry Fukunaga. He, have you seen on Netflix in the last month a show came out called Maniac? No, but I've seen like they've been pushing that hard on Netflix. It's. I watched it. I really, really liked it. Okay, really? Yeah, it's only 10 episodes. It's a limited weird series. Weird to take Jonah Hill it's seriously. The, it's the only time... it. Uh, that I ever took Jonah Hill seriously, and now I see him as a serious actor. I think he was a really good actor in that show. Okay. Emma Stone also did a really good job. 
Yeah. Um, the show is really trippy. I never realized, I never put it together, but it's like a reunion of... Uh... Superbad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Emma Stone was in Superbad. I totally forgot that. And um, they were not really love interests, but he, he had a uh, crush on pass- her. He passed out and fell into her and like gave her a bloody nose. I now understand why they had, um, I thought this line was really out of place in Maniac, um, but Emma Stone's character wants a favor from Jonah Hill's character. And so she says, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And he says, the funny thing about my back is it's on my penis. And I, it seemed really out of place in Maniac. But then now knowing that it was from Superbad. <laughs> no, that did not happen in Maniac. Uh, but you should watch Maniac. It's good. Okay. It's only 10 episodes. Um, and it's meant to be a limited series. It's not, right. not going to be this season is, That's two. basically it. Okay. He, Kerry Fukunaga, was also supposed to direct it. Okay, but he didn't? Yeah, he didn't. He dropped out because of conflicts with the studio. Uh, Which okay. makes me have high hopes for Bond 25 because he's not going to be... He's not like a studio a, guy. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to give in to the whims. Okay, I don't, cool. So I'm expecting a trippy... Well, not necessarily trippy. As trippy as you can get within the confines of a James Bond movie. Yeah. Sounds like he does a lot of... Well, kind of thriller-ish stuff or suspenseful yeah interesting okay so that should be good um what else do you want to say about the daniel craig era about daniel craig um i think one of the most iconic scenes was in casino royale where he's getting like tortured (laughs) and uh yeah Oh, actually, that brings up a good point because I uh, sort of forgot about the plot. Um, the character Vesper Lind, mm-hmm. she's the namesake for the martini. What martini? The Vesper. What is really? Yeah, I never heard of this. You can you can go to a bar and order a Vesper, and it's the James Bond martini, shaken, not stirred. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Eva Green's character, um, Vesper, it, like takes her shadow is throughout all the movies, right? Her death is a big p- part of it's, the plot of one of the solace. Yeah, it's big and and it it was like that kind of ruined it. I mean, it was too gritty. It was like like a revenge movie. Yeah, which is not what the series is like about. No, it's just about cool stuff happening. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's escape from <laughs> real world. Yeah, well, all these movies are reactions to the, you know, the politics of their time. Two thousand six, yeah. soon after nine eleven, you get a gritty action movie in the style of Jason Bourne and stuff. Right. And then, you know, in the nineties, everything was more chill. So you get Pierce Brosnan skiing <laughs> down the mountain. And then, like, having sex with Halle Berry in a bed of diamonds. You know, normal things for the 90s. Oh, man. Those movies were bad. Which is a perfect segue into Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. He did a good job, I think. Yeah. He was a good Bond. Right. He just had some crappy writing. He did look the part. Um, 
Yeah, and Goldeneye was decent, from what I can remember. And Spawned... Actually, there's one thing I could say about Pierce Brosnan, and he had his movies spawned the best video games. Oh Uh, my god, I'll I'll grant that Sean Connery was at a bit of a disadvantage to spawning (laughs) the best video games. Um, Uh, You are absolutely right. Goldeneye... Beyond Gold being, Mouse? I think, a really good Bond movie was a, was maybe the best video game of right. the N64 era. And probably one of the most influential like, first-person shooter games as far as like getting people into first-person shooters. Yeah. Um, and I never played have... it until college. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah but even I then, mean, many years later, it was a fantastic game. It was so fun. I mean... That was back when you could have like fun cheat codes and like type stuff in, and everyone's head got big, <laughs> like big head mode. That was, made it made headshots a lot easier. Nice. Odd job was the character that everyone. He was the yeah. best character, right? Um. Well, the best was always to get the golden gun, because I was you could shoot someone like in the leg and it would kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, odd job was good and. There are actually a few other pretty good games. Like, um, it was not a what was it? It was not a movie. Um, let me look this up real quick. Which was the was... movie with uh, Sean Bean? That was Goldeneye, right? Yes. That was that was amazing. He did 006, I think. Sean yeah. Bean. He uh, betrays Pierce Brosnan at the beginning of the movie, and he becomes the big bad. Right. That was that was like a precursor to Skyfall, where there's another double O agent right. goes rogue. By the way, the other good game was um, Nightfire. Oh, I remember Nightfire. I actually played that on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, that was that was that, that was, was really game. good. Were there any good good... Game... Were there any Bond games during Daniel Craig's time? Not that I know of. I'm trying to. I'm sure look. there were some crappy tie-ins, but I don't think anything would. Well, I guess there were. There's Quantum of Solace, the game. <laughs> if you couldn't get enough Quantum of Solace in your movie. Yeah. Ugh. But, um, so Goldeneye started off okay. It was kind of like a post, I think the whole premise, right, was it was like post-Soviet, but there was still some, like, loyal, you know, guy, yeah. like Russian guys who didn't want to give up the dream of, USSR. Yeah. And that's funny because it shows that politics, that's basically the socio-cultural <laughs> climate of 95, it's the same as 2018. Everything yeah. in flows. Russia's yeah, the bad guy again. That's that's true. Um, and then Tomorrow Never Dies was about <laughs> a deranged media mogul. Yeah. I mean... So same thing. Cultural climate of 97. Right. People are trying to frame, frame the media as bad guys now. And I, that movie was okay, at least. Yeah. It goes with the, you know, good Bond movie, bad Bond movie. Yeah. And then The World is Not Enough was, I think, a good Bond movie. Was it? Which one? Wait, isn't that the one with, uh, like, Christmas Jones or something? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm wrong. It wasn't with a good movie. Denise Richard. <laughs> That was a bad one. Oh, no. So Pierce Brosnan only had one good Bond movie. Yeah. 
And then it just got worse and worse. It's okay. His career, well, so after World is Not Enough, there was Die Another Day, and that was which is the one with Halle Berry and the Diamonds. Even, even worse. The bad guy is um, a North Korean character who gets plastic surgery to look like a white guy. That which, was could so you imagine dumb. that plot being in a movie today? <laughs> <laughs> that was 2002. It was a simpler time. Oh, God. That was just such a dumb idea. It it was all around a terrible movie. Um, and I think... You know how they say there's a Bond girl curse? What is it? Where... Like, people's careers sort of tank after they star as the female lead in a Bond movie. Oh. I think that definitely happened for Halle Berry. Yeah, that was kind of it. Because well, it was like a big deal woman for after that. And then... Oof. Um, but before that, she had Monsters Ball, which I think won her an Oscar. And yeah, I, I mean, this was like the peak of her career, and it was like two thousand two. She was probably like the biggest actress to be, yeah, Bond girl, like most famous and successful. And <laughs> she yeah. had to skip that role. I agree. Um, and but Pierce Brosnan, he hasn't really had a ton of hits. I think he had some stuff after that. Most notably, of course, the classic Mamma Mia. Mia. (laughs) I actually don't know if he was in the sequel. I think he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what else. He was in The Foreigner last year with Jackie Chan. I think he did not play The Foreigner. I wonder who played The Foreigner. That's racist. (laughs) Um, I actually wanted to see that. I haven't seen Jackie Chan in a lot of movies recently. Yeah. I guess he ate that looked like a good movie. Wasn't that a, like a grittier Jackie Chan movie? I think so. Interesting. I'm excited for whenever Rush Hour Four comes out. Oh man! Well, I'm looking at this. Jackie Chan looks old. I mean, he is old. I know, but, <laughs> but have you heard that? Of... Uh, have you heard that song called Jackie Chan recently? No. Oh, I have. I yeah. Have. I know you're talking about. Yeah. I've heard it at the gym. Like, Tiesto like... and I don't know how to say this guy's name. Zezko featuring <laughs> yeah, a... Preem and Post Malone. Okay. I'm going to read like you some of these lyrics. You ready? Yep. She said she too young, don't want no man. So she gone call her friends. Now that's the plan. I just ordered sushi from Japan. <laughs> know your bitch want to kick it. Jackie Chan. <laughs> Now, no. Jackie Chan is not J- Japanese. He's not. <laughs> so. Nor does he like sushi. You know, he might like sushi. I ordered some sushi from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so how does Jackie Chan tie into this again? Um, you know how Jackie Chan, the phrase, rhymes with Japan? Yes. That's how it ties in. <laughs> it's, oh, and, song and is later, called... later in the song... Yo, bitch, want to kick it, Jackie Chan, Chun-Li, come through. What's Chun-Li? Chun-Li from, um, I think, Street Fighter. Oh. Oh, no, and, and it's the Nicki Minaj song from this year, but um, Chun-Li is a character in Street Fighter. That's right, yeah. she's the girl character. Yep. Um, It's kind of funny how there's... Seems like there's very selective like things that we get mad about in society. I don't know. Maybe people get mad about that. 
About what? Chun-Li? No, that's just like, that makes no sense. The lyrics of the talking about Japan. Yeah, well, I don't He's think it's obviously a... Chinese. I don't think it's something worth getting mad about because the song the song is not about Jackie Chan. It's just they called it Jackie Chan because to get people like, to like listen, to get people to listen, and it's yeah. it it does sort of rhyme in the context of the song with yeah. the word Japan. The point is not about like Japan or China. It's just about the song. Anyways. <laughs> That's what we think about Pierce Brosnan's era. Basically. Do you think, here's, the, here's a tough question <clears throat> for you. Do you think Mamma Mia was better than Die Another Day? Yes. I agree. I have never even seen the movie, and I think that. <laughs> oh, you should see it. It's fantastic. I've actually, I heard it was pretty good. Um, I haven't seen the sequel. I heard it was pretty good. Mamma Mia 2, here we go again. Um, I think... Uh, my girlfriend went to go see it while I went to see um, Mission Impossible 6. Do you guys just like separately? No, one of her friends wanted to go see okay. it as well. Did you so go by yourself? I went to see Mission Impossible 6 by myself. That was the first movie I'd seen in a uh, theater by myself. Oh, it's not bad, right? I've only done it once. I didn't love it. You didn't? No. But I was also feeling a little sick that day, so that might have been it. I think that's it. I think you should go back. <laughs> it was. It was a great movie, actually. Yeah. We should definitely talk about Mission Impossible at some point. That's um, true. That's a good series. But for Plus. now, why don't we go on to a different Bond? Okay. So how extensive would you say is your knowledge of past those two actors? Um, definitely those are my most extensive. Uh, maybe I know a little bit about Sean Connery. Okay. Um, but this Timothy Dalton era. <sighs> yeah, that was kind of like the 80s. Mm-hmm. There are only two movies. and of you to a kill. No, no. It was the Living um, Daylight is yeah. 1987, and License to Kill is 1989. And I think the most important cultural impact of License to Kill <laughs> song. Um, is the Beastie Boys album License to Ill. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I um, think I saw the Living Daylights. Did you? I did. I. I... So one of them try is like a kind of a gritty ish like and I think that was that was the first time they were trying to make it gritty. Oh uh, really? Um it was whatever the second one was. I think it was License to Kill. Yeah. Um and basically, you know, Felix Leiter, mm-hmm. who's like his CIA counterpart. Yeah. His colleague. He gets um tortured by like this terrorist guy he here's here's dropped into like a shark tank (laughs) and his wife gets eaten by sharks and he like almost dies does he come up with a good business idea (laughs) yeah and uh, mark cuban was in in the (laughs) room with him mark cuban little known role he voiced the shark in the lesson exactly all right here's the description James Bond and his American colleague Felix Slater arrest the drug lord Sanchez. Yes. Who succeeds in escaping and takes revenge <laughs> on Felix and his wife. Yep. Bond knows but just one thing revenge. <laughs> well, the whole movie is trying to like kill this guy. And it's like not a sanctioned mission. He's like operating, but he has a license to kill, right? Yeah. He, so he like flashes his license right before he kills Sanchez. <laughs> Oh God! Um, and the other one, he, the other 
so the movie before that um, was probably a little bit better. I think at least. Um, Living did they come out like right? Let's see, 1978, 1989. Okay. Um, or was he in three movies? Mm, I think he was just in two because they didn't do too well and then they Roger yeah, View to a Kill is Roger Moore. Okay. Um, or was it View to a Kill the one with? Let's see. Um, no, it was definitely oh, Roger Moore. So okay, I'm I'm confusing. So, sorry. Yeah, The Living Daylights. I'm not. I remember there's like a girl with a cello in it, but <laughs> there's not that much. Um, you know, I actually might have seen both of these, but they're just so forgettable that I don't remember anything about them because. Timothy Dalton, I like him a lot as an actor. He's he's popped up in a lot of stuff over the last. He's been in ten years. He was what, in Doctor, Doctor Who, Who he was and in Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz also. That's really good. Um, which of the Timothy Dalton movies is, um, you know, the guy who runs the gas station in Twin Peaks? Yeah. Who, who has a crush on Norm? Yeah, Big Ed. Which of them is Big Ed in? What? He's, he's in License to Kill. Really? Everett McGill. Yeah. His character's name is Killifer. <laughs> so he's probably a good guy. Killifer, like Christopher? But... Oh, I was thinking Jennifer, but kill. Yeah, Christopher makes more sense. That is hilarious. Well, and I um, think that's pretty much all there is to say about Timothy Dalton. Yeah. See, I was confusing one of... I, I'd always thought that one of I liked one of his movies, kind of, but I was confusing with a Roger Moore movie this whole time. So if we, so a view to a kill, which wasn't a great movie. Oh, uh, one last point on. Uh, wait. No, never mind. I had always confused. So a view to a kill. Mm-hmm. I have to say, a guilty pleasure, is um, the Drandrahan. <laughs> song you to a oh, kill we haven't even been talking about the musical the songs, right? themes yeah L- let's really quick that reminded me let's jump back to the daniel craig stuff because fantastic themes except for the last one right so there was casino royale was um chris cornell yep oh people really like that that was that was a great song that introduced me to chris cornell and then yeah. that introduced me to Soundgarden. fantastic song yeah quantum of solace Oh my god, I love that theme. That was Jack White and Alicia Keys. Right. Another Way to Die. Right. Uh, Skyfall was Adele. Which was like a bit... That was pretty popular. That was a good song. Um, And then Spectre, um, Sam Smith, maybe? It was. I wasn't into that. It was really bad. Who do you think will get to do the next one? Uh, Well, so they always go with like someone big, right? Or at least the last two they've been doing that. Oh, yeah. Actually, Radiohead made one for Spectre that got rejected. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It was really good. And they, Sam they released it. Said. That's funny. Yeah. So there was like a casting call for... Well, no, I think they just solicited one from Sam Smith and one from Radiohead. Radiohead and then they tested it. Yeah, and they just didn't like... Um... They just didn't like it. It was it was definitely slower. I understand why they didn't use it. Yeah. Um, Plus, Sam Di- Smith was pretty popular at the time. Yeah. Um, for Die Another Day, they had Madonna. There were some bad ones, man. The world is that. not enough. They had garbage. 
<sighs> Tomorrow Never Dies, Cheryl Crow, Goldeneye, Tina Turner. They were they were not good. <laughs> License to Kill was Gladys Knight. Living Daylights was Aha. Oh, my God. And uh, back to where we started from, View to a Kill was Duran Duran. Yeah. So uh, when I was a kid, um, I think my dad had, like, a CD of all of the James Bond theme songs up to that point, which was, like, up to – it was up to – tomorrow never dies and so i got to know some of them pretty well nice um but yeah that i do like the duran duran one and it's well uh, roger moore has a lot of movies and i haven't seen all of them but um i always wanted to watch octopussy yeah it it was a weird one he I, i remember he's like on a circus train He's and on a he's... circus train, and then at some point, he's in this hotel in India. Yeah. And it's I stayed in that hotel in 2011. <laughs> yeah, it's like a really fancy hotel. Um, and everyone was just like, oh, this is where they filmed Octopussy. And I was like, that can't be a real movie title. And it's a real movie title. Yep. And I still haven't seen it. Well. Because it has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, those movies were definitely, like, goofy yeah, th- there's that one like iconic goofiness. thing, right? Where the there's like a car jump and it goes like, oh no, mid- really? Yes, a slide whistle. Oh god, it's like that was just like <laughs> the lowest of the low. And then they had Moonraker, where that's Roger Moore. In also, space, think, right? yeah. And that was with Jaws. Remember oh, is that, that the one with Jaws? He's in a few. Um, that was the one where Jaws at the end, becomes a good guy. Oh, good for Jaws. Uh, and I think they have, like, champagne in space. <laughs> and he's, like, happy. Do you know why they made this movie? No. I'll give you the time. It's 1979. 1979. Star Wars had just come out. They wanted to imitate oh, Star Wars. So they needed and they were like, let's then. send James Bond into space. Yeah. And so I it think... wasn't a real... Ian Fleming novel, right? I don't know if it was really Ian Fleming novel. It might have been. I mean, I think he, he pumped out a ton of novels. Yeah. Um, the yeah, Spy Who were... Loved Me, The Man with the Golden Gun. We oh, we saw The Man with the Golden Gun together. Yeah. So there are a few college actual good good ones, but you have to. F- I think they're good. I think you have to frame it in that they're totally different from like every other. Yeah. Series because like Roger Moore is kind of goofy. Yeah. But The Man with the Golden Gun is good. The Man with the Golden Gun might, and uh, yeah. I think that's Live my favorite Roger Moore movie. Live and Let Die is good. And it also has the best. Absolutely. Uh, the best. By far. Film. Yeah. Paul McCartney and the Wings. The only one that's like actually played on the radio or <laughs> anything. Um, the Man with the Golden Gun has Christopher Lee as the bad guy. Scar yeah, and he's a really good bad guy. He has and his, three you know nipples. How all the, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you know how all the Bond villains have like notable characteristics is, is that he has a third nipple, which so makes dumb. him evil. Yeah. Fortunately, he like never wears a shirt, so it's easy to identify him. <laughs> the guy with um, the, um, the bad guy in Casino Royale, he, he cries blood. That was... Christopher Lee has a third nipple, <laughs> so you can tell he's bad news. That, um, that was a good movie. And Love and Let Die was pretty good, too. That was like a voodoo one. 
I think he's James in like Bond must investigate a mysterious Jamaica or something of a British agent in New Orleans. Right. Soon he finds himself up against a gangster boss named Mr. Big. Yeah. He's like a he's like a voodoo guy who wears like a top hat and paints a scot like he paints himself like a skeleton. <laughs> um and then we're on to Sean Connery. Yeah. Skipping uh, George Lazenby, I guess. Oh, we already kind of touched that. Poor, poor George Lazenby. Which one was he? So on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, I think oh, that's no, like, we're not skipping. Yeah. We're not skipping George Lazenby. This oh, is what happened. Sean Connery. Then right. he uh, gets fired. They hired George Lazenby. George Lazenby does one movie on Her Majesty's right. Secret Service. And it was so bad. Or it didn't do well enough uh, that they fired him. And Sean yep. Connery was back for... Uh, the next movie, Diamonds Are Forever. And Sean Connery also did a movie in the 80s that was Yeah, not during Roger Moore's era. Sanctioned. Never Say Never Again. Not good. I heard it was not that bad, actually. He, well, he, it, he plays like an older Bond, right? James Bond returns as the secret agent 007 one more time to battle the evil organization Spectre. Bond must defeat Largo, who has stolen two atomic warheads for nuclear blackmail, as one does. Mm-hmm. But Bond has an ally in Largo's girlfriend, the Willowy Domino. <laughs> Willowy. Whoa, Rowan Atkinson was in it? Was he really? Yeah. Interesting. Good for him. But I think there was some pretty... Yeah, the do- Domino, let me see. There were some like kind of like famous things from this movie. Um, well, I think it was most notable just because Sean Connery was back as a competing 007 in the movies because the rights for the movies are sort of weird. And yeah. somehow this other company made another movie. I don't think they were allowed to use some of the elements that they developed um, in the movies originally, like um, maybe Q or Gadgets or something like that. But I think it was supposed to be pretty good. Okay. One other... Uh... So, still on Roger Moore, mm-hmm. there were a couple, like, recurring characters. So, like, one of them was Jaws that we mentioned, who's, like, this, like, seven feet tall, really strong guy with, like, steel t- teeth. Um, another one, I don't know if these guys are really recurring, but they're kind of were, they stuck out, were these, like, two assassins who were kind of, like, gay lovers that's and progressive it, for the time it was and it was really funny there's like a scene it was like in egypt or something and like of course like the pyramids and they like kill this guy and it's like let me just explain this and then they like hold hands and like walk into <laughs> the distance side note code name kids next door was inspired by these guys and they made characters based exactly off them off the assassins yes oh wow um codenamed kids next door was fantastic (laughs) yeah um if you geez if you heard these guys you would be like oh i know exactly who they are but they're like call each other like mr smith like mr brown and mr well done mr brown thank you mr smith Oh, you know, actually, that sounds familiar a little bit. Yeah. What movie were? What movies were they in? I'm looking it up right now. 
I think it was it was one of the ones with Jaws. Um. Anyway, I'll find it. But well, let's uh, let's give George Lazenby his due. He <laughs> was also a Bond, and that's pretty um, much it for George Lazenby. The one from Down Under. James his one movie, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, nineteen sixty nine. James Bond tracks arch nemesis Ernst Blofeld. Um, yep. To a mountaintop retreat where he's training an army of beautiful but lethal women as one does. Along the way, Bond falls for Italian Contessa Tracy Draco uh, and marries her. Tracy? Tracy Draco. That doesn't sound Italian. And marries her in order to get closer to Blofeld. Meanwhile, he locates Blofeld in the Alps and embarks on a classic ski chase. Oh, yeah, so this is that, you know, when everyone pictures Bond on skis. Yes, this is is the thing, yeah. So he has one claim to fame as Bond. Right. And then, and then at the end, Sean Connery, like lit, well, at the literally like the last <laughs> the thing end, in that movie, Sean Connery walks in and says, "I'm back." I'm back. No, they they're like driving around in the Alps, and it's like, isn't it great being married and like retired? And there, <laughs> then it cuts to a guy with like a sniper <laughs> on a mountaintop, <laughs> and he's trying to shoot Bond, but Bond just like turns and he shoots his wife and kills her. And he's like, no. Oh, God. It's really depressing, or at least. But also, I don't know. Is that just where it ends? That's like, I think so. I think that's the end. Does he get revenge? I don't think so. Interesting. He's like, he... I think the meaning is like, he can never stop. And like, he's like, I guess I better go back to my job. So I guess that was the precursor to Casino Royale. Yeah. No, definitely true. Um, the the of the Connery movies, there's Doctor No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever, and then I guess Never Say Never Again, the one from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, which of those have you seen? I've seen a good number of them. So let's see. I've seen Doctor No. I think I've seen From Russia with Love. Definitely seen Goldfinger. Definitely seen Thunderball. Definitely seen you only live twice. Oh, Thunderball. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <clears throat> There's some good uh, music in those, too. Thunderball. Uh, is, it, is, that, con- is Thunderball the one where he's underwater and um, fighting the sharks? Yeah. I have seen sharks. Thunderball. It's not sharks. He, there's he's like fighting a, something. There's like a scuba battle. Yeah. With spear. spear we, we watched Thunderball together, actually. Now I remember. Yeah. Um, I've seen Dr. No... From Russia with Love and Goldfinger also. Yeah. And I think of all of them, Dr. No is the best movie. Really? I think Goldfinger is the best. I think that's considered to be the best Bond movie. I think it's a fantastic Bond movie. Um, I just like Dr. No because it was the first one. All right. And I mean, they're both, I think, among the best movies. <laughs> Dr. No is where they're like, they're on that island and there's like apparently a dragon on the island and it's just like it probably looks scary in like 1962 yeah but it just looks like a heap of junk crudely painted like a dragon by like a middle school cheerleading squad or something for their homecoming football game (laughs) yeah dr no had a scene um there was 
the first time I was introduced to Dr. No was actually in one of my art history classes. The villain of the, um, the, the villain lair. At the time, there was this really famous stolen painting um, mm -hmm. by Goya, and they had a re uh, reproduction of it in the villain's lair on, on the set for Dr. No to indicate that he was behind this like mystery, mysterious stolen painting that they hadn't uh, recovered at that time. And so that's, they showed me a clip of that in our history class. And I was like, oh, I should watch the rest of this movie. Yeah. So that's probably why I have more fun memories of that it. That makes sense. But uh, they say like Goldfinger is where it really started like picking up traction and kind of building the legacy, I guess, um, of James Bond. Of course, that has the iconic, like, woman, like, painted gold. Like, that's oh, yeah. his calling card. And they um, they have a, a callback to that, I think, in Quantum of Solace. Oh, they do? Mm -hmm. With um, Gemma Arterton, and they have her covered in oil to indicate oil is the new gold. Oh, that's like a really heavy-handed... <laughs> if, if you're looking for subtle... I don't think James Bond was the series for That's you. That's true. Um, um, have you read... Is there anything else you want to say about the Sean Connery movies? Yes. In one of them, he has a jetpack at the beginning. And it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, but it's like a 60s jetpack. And Which it's like one? the coolest thing. It is still cool today. I think it's Diamonds Are Forever. I gotta watch that. Um, I, I'm also a fan of You Only Live Twice it takes place in Japan and that's the one where James Bond fakes his own death <laughs> and everyone thinks he's dead and he just does it to like get undercover and this guy like this Japanese bad guy is like developing weapons like under Mount Fuji or something as one does <laughs> yeah and he goes in and stops it. and Yeah. There are some good movies. I think this is one of the series that the movies have completely, completely overtaken any of the books. But the books were oh, big yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I have not read any of the books. I have not either. I, mean, I don't think I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure they're good, but like, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's totally overtaken it. And like, it's great to have like a visual for all this. Like it's just fun to see that see a guy like acting the role and like I don't know, cool action and stuff. Yeah. I'm fun sure gadgets. I'm sure that at the time it was like a great action novel. But right. now it's just probably really dated and crappy. Yeah. I, I can't mean, say that I can't say they're gonna be crappy without having read them. But yeah. they're probably crappy. Right. Um, and then he was one of them where uh, this was one of the book series where once the author dies, someone else starts writing it. And yeah, his you, son take over or something? Um, not his son, yeah. but like someone else. Um, License to Kill, Goldeneye. Oh, no, sorry. Goldeneye was a novelization of the movie. Oh, so it was License to Kill. So never mind. None of the ones <laughs> passed. Uh, past him writing it became uh, movies on their own. 
But there was one more Bond movie. There was a Casino Royale. Do you remember that? Yes. And in fact, it was, I mean, was it before Doctor No? Was it like concurrent kind of? It was 1967. So Doctor Have you no seen was that? 1962. Okay. Have you seen that movie? No. I thought. It's bizarre. It's Peter Sellers. Uh, like, well, Peter Sellers doesn't Panther. play him. Oh, really? So it's a really weird, it's a comedy movie. Yeah. And um, so Peter Sellers plays an agent who's like the protege kind of of James Bond. <laughs> and James, James Bond in it is like kind of like an aging, retired oh, okay. agent. And he's like, you know, like a kind of like ladies man kind of guy. I think it's like, what's his name? Uh, is it Peter? Something Nivens? David Niven. David Niven. He plays James Bond, and um, it's such a weird movie. Um, the, I don't know why, but I thought there was a version with Woody Allen also. Woody Allen's in it. He's oh, is he? Bad guy. He's the bad <laughs> guy. And when it gets to that, you're like, this is so weird. Yeah, um, I'm never going to watch that. It's worth watching. I, I think in some ways it kind of inspired well this whole series inspired austin powers but like oh yeah we were going to talk about austin powers towards (laughs) the end but um let me jump back to the books did you know that the guy who made um stormbreaker and stuff the those novels alex Mm Ryder's books did you ever read those no but i I know what you're talking about yeah i'm pretty sure that he wrote um some young bond book or something like that interesting anthony horowitz is his name let me see i could i could see them like making a tv show or something about that um oh he was chosen to write james bond novels by the ian fleming estate starting uh, so not young bond novels just like full adult james bond novels and do you want to guess the title of his first one So it's a young Bond, right? No, it's not young Bond. It's like normal adult Bond. Okay. Um, I've, these titles are impossible to guess. Trigger Mortis. <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic name. <laughs> Trigger Mortis. Yeah. So when was he writing these? Um, 2015. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then there was a Young Bond series by someone else. And um, I think there's a Money Penny book series also. Yeah, I heard about that. But that's pretty much it as far as movies and books. But I don't think any conversation about James Bond is complete unless you talk about the maybe one of the best things to come out of these movies. <laughs> it was which... certainly better than like the Pierce Brosnan movies at the time. Definitely. Um, Austin Powers is fantastic. It, yeah. I mean, like one of the funniest movies, I, I probably considered it like the funniest movie for like a serious, a good chunk of like my childhood. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's, the peak of Taylor made peak for, of comedy for children's <laughs> humor. Um, and because we watched them when we were younger, they still are fun to us. I'm, I don't know how they would hold up now if I you're know. watching them for the first time because oh, the yeah. Bond movies have changed so much. Yeah. 
but there was the first one, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Great movie. Then, so many iconic things. Then The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yep. And then Austin Powers and Goldmember, <laughs> which had Beyonce. Yeah, that's right. And that's, um, Heather Graham really, was in the second one. Yeah. I think I've only seen Goldmember once. Goldmember was the worst of them, but it yeah. was still really funny. So I remember I was so excited to see Goldmember. And it was back when you could like download custom screensavers to your computer when people did that. <laughs> and I downloaded the Goldmember <laughs> screensaver that they released, you know, as like to get people excited. Yeah. And uh, it basically had like their theme. And then it would, at the end of like one minute, it would be Austin Powers saying, yeah, baby. Which <laughs> would be the most annoying thing now, but. You know, to a ten-year-old kid. Yeah, he was he was a lot. I think he was my least favorite character. Yeah, not that funny. Um, um, Will Ferrell. Do you remember Will Ferrell? Yes, in the first one? Mustafa. Yeah, and it took the, me a long time to realize that was him. The funniest thing about watching these movies and then going back and watching some of the classic Bond movies is seeing what inspired the references. Yeah. So if someone was to watch all of these movies, I would say watch the Mike Myers, Austin Powers movies, and then go back and watch the other ones. Right. It makes some of of the other ones better. It's kind of funny because I hear, I think there's so many people who don't even realize that these movies were kind of a riff on James Bond or like, (laughs) like they see like, like Dr. Evil is obviously like a riff off Blofeld, right? Yeah, yeah, but there. I think I think there's probably more people than not who think he's just like original. There's no reason for him looking like that, or yes, like it's Mike Myers, Mr. Bigglesworth. He made the character his own, and he plays Doctor Evil also, and some of the other characters, <laughs> Fat, Fat Bastard. Bastard. <laughs> They're these are the pinnacle of Mike Myers' career. Shrek, be damned, Fat Bastard. <laughs> Those are great movies. They're fantastic. I want to rewatch them. He, uh, he's <laughs> planning for a fourth one. <laughs> he's planning for a fourth one eventually. That's interesting. Yeah, it probably won't be as good as the original up. trilogy. Um, unless unless they revamp it to spoof the Daniel Craig movies, which could be good. I guess. I mean... But they're I sort also, of their own thing now. It was also... It was also a different time in like comedy yeah. movies you know each, there are different eras where you know like every era has different types of comedy and i don't think that's really i don't think it really hits anymore yeah the the first movie austin powers was in 1997 the other one was in 99 and then gold member was 2002 so wow. it's been about 20 years whoa that's crazy if they do a Austin Powers 4, it'll be from Dr. Evil's perspective, they said. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they already kind of do that where, like, it was him as... They were, like... Oh, they ended up being, like, brothers or something? Yeah, something stupid. Oh, man. Well, I think that's pretty much it as far as the James Bond series. But we do have to answer that question, which is the whole reason. Yes. 
if two Bond actors reproduced and had a son who uh, portrayed James Bond, which would be the two best actors? I would have to. I would have to go. Sean Connery, and Sean Connery himself. <laughs> that's a, that's a great answer. <laughs> what um, do you think? Oh God, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Roger Moore. Whoa. No, you know, I'm going to go Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Interesting. Yeah. Real 80s and 90s kid. <laughs> well, if I did Daniel Craig, he would just be a depressed emo Bond. Yeah. And I think we've had enough of that. Yeah. I want, I want something goofy and more action-y again. Fun, weird watches and... That being Carlos. said, I think Daniel Craig, just growing up with his movies, I think he's my favorite Bond. I would tend to agree. I mean, yeah, him or Connery, I guess. But I think I... Yeah, I, I think I would agree. All right. Anything else you want to say about this series? I don't think so. Excited that it's still going on. Yeah, I'm ready for Bond 25 and Austin Powers 4. <laughs> I hope they make another good video game. We could use another good Bond game. Yeah. That would, it's, been a, it's been like 15 years. Such a good one. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.